Welcome into Short and Spooky, the podcast about anthology shows from the 80s and 90s and sometimes 2000s. I always add that in there because it drives John nuts. Uh, the man I've just mentioned is my co-host, John Sorrow. How are you, John? I'm doing good. Uh, and the man who you heard speaking earlier was Mr. Tommy O. Tommy O. What's up, Tom? Not much. Just uh, doing an early record today. Yeah, we are mixing things up around here. Uh, we had some technical difficulties. You're supposed to get a recording yesterday, but yeah, John couldn't get it hard. Our, I don't know what was up with our gear. It was just, yeah. we had to basically go buy a new piece of equipment, but everything's good now. It took a while. We had to go through like piece by piece. Oh, and by was, we, I mean you. It was a nightmare. I felt it was like kind of like, you know, when you try to undo the knots of like Christmas tree lights and it's just like so fucking tedious and, uh, yeah, I never liked that. Do you hate Christmas? No, no, I just... Uh, you heard it here from... <laughs> Tommy hates Christmas, apparently. I love Christmas. I love all the holidays for all the religions. Not a big fan of religion, though. No, we hate it. Yeah. Uh, so instead of doing a record yesterday, you uh, ended up going to one of your friends' house and you made a Juicy Lucy. I did. My first time making one. Uh, a very fun little thing to do. You put the cheese inside of two small patties. Yeah, for those of you who don't know what a Juicy Lucy is, it is a hamburger with cheese in the middle. Cheese in the middle. Nice. And you cook it, uh, you put the cheese in between the two patties raw, and then you cook it on your grill or your flat top. Typically, it's a flat top for a Juicy Lucy, but for this, I was on the grill, and it came out fantastic. I forgot to show you a picture before we started recording, but I will show you one during a break. Okay, cool. Yeah, and uh, it was a fun little time. I had some brew dogs and... Uh, nothing too excessive, but just, uh, enjoyed the day, stayed up late last night. You were calling me like crazy this morning. <laughs> well, I mean, we did make plans to record today. I know, but I mean, it wasn't, you know, set in stone. No. We're here now. We are. We're here. I'm doing this before I gotta go to work at night. I know. I appreciate that. I'm, I'm doing uh, double duty today. All the, uh, all the shorties out there appreciate it. Uh, no. The spookies do though. Oh. <laughs> so the shorties are your... Your fans. Uh-huh. The spookies are mine. Yeah. And okay. as we established, I'm a, also a spooky. Oh, and I'm also a shorty. Yeah. That is uh, canon. Yeah. No getting around it. Mm-hmm. Speaking of canon. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not Arsenal. Canon. Oh, no, not that. <laughs> what? Um, I just showed you the trailer for the new Child's Play. Oh, my God. Yeah. We watched the trailer for the new Child's Play. How did you feel about it? I'm not hating on it yet. I will say it looks very modernized, which is, I, I guess, if you're going to reboot something, you've got to do it a little different, but um, you did not like it. So I am a huge fan of the Child's Play series. Uh, let me just make sure that uh, everyone understands that is Child's Play 1 through 3. Not a fan of the Chucky movies being, of course, Chucky, what is it? Bride of Chucky, Seed Ch of Chucky. Chucky of Chucky. Chucky of Chucky. <laughs> Chucky's Chunky. <laughs> That's a uh, porno. Oh, really? No. I wouldn't be surprised if they had like a weird child's play, I don't know, porno version. But anyway, uh, yeah, I like the original. The first three is so great. And I watched the trailer for the new one and I was like, Ugh. first of all, he's got an app. There's an app for the toy. Well, he's like an AI now. Yeah. And I was like cameras in the eyes and all this stuff. And I was like, okay, so this is basically just a robot that gets out of control. It it's, looks like. Yeah, it, it, it's not the same as the the original, which is a, a, a serial killer mm -hmm. gets transported into the body of a small doll. Mm -hmm. um, what's the name of the doll? 
uh, Tommy. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I am a doll. Though. Yeah, you are a doll head. Um, doll face. Uh, no, did you remember? The, I think it was based on the my buddy. My buddy. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember my buddy. My buddy. Did you remember kid sister? No. Oh, so <laughs> so my buddy was the toy that uh, looks just like. Uh, Chucky. I'm looking it up right now. From the 80s. And they had a commercial for it. And it was like, my buddy. I know my buddy, but I'm looking up yeah. Kid Sister. So what they eventually did is they made one for girls called Kid Sister. And then they added on to the end of the commercial. So after my buddy was immediately Kid Sister, which. Yeah. Oh, what was the, that was from. Play School. Play School. Yeah. So Play School made my buddy and Kid Sister. And it was just clearly the girls version. It was the exact same like little jingle. As uh yeah as, as my buddy as my buddy yeah that 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 time period was really fun for like they would be like boy version girl version yeah N- almost no difference between it just just a slight gender swap yeah the gender stereotypes were uh, really pushed on you as a kid yeah and now don't you dare yeah I mean like you were telling me earlier about how you used to love wearing dresses but weren't allowed to. <laughs> uh actually that's that's pretty funny because um. When I was a little kid, like three or four, was your sister dress you up? No. Oh. Um, I I I think I I oh God, this is embarrassing. But um, I have a friend who every time I see her, uh, his mom, uh, she's like, yeah, when you were like three or four, you loved this um this swimsuit that was basically a girl swimsuit that had like the one strap from one shoulder going over. Was, I thought it looked like Tarzan, so I and it was like the Tarzan colors kind uh-huh. of thing too. So I thought it was pretty cool, but I used to wear it all the time, and then. Yeah, I saw a picture of it recently. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. You got to show me this picture. No, nope. Burning it. I burnt it. Well, uh, I just imagine always kid, uh, kid sister and my buddy is for those, you know, kids with no siblings. And it's like, also, no friends. It's like, yeah, here you go. We'll get you a stuffed animal that you can <laughs> substitute out any type of real friendship for. Yeah. No, never was a big doll guy growing up. Okay. I liked uh, G.I. Joe's. Nice. Of course. And um, more than G.I. Joe's, I liked the little um, the little green army guys. Oh, yeah. Wait, the green army guys? The little tiny ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then Did they, you ever, do you remember there's one, it was called, uh, no, not Battle Bugs. No, what the fuck was it? Army Ants. And there were like little characters and like one would be holding a gun, one would be, be like with a grenade or like crazy things. Those were like a lot of fun, and there was two different colors, and you could fight them against each other. No, I had no idea. Army Ants was great. I'm trying to think. What else of like random toys, like toys that weren't based on a cartoon? You um, know what I mean? My favorite that I always wanted to have, but I never got to, was um, uh, Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Yeah. I remember we used to go to like the Toys R Us, and they would have one set up that you could like play. Mm-hmm. You know, like it was like kind of like before. When you go to Blockbuster, remember they have like one game you could play like PlayStation and there's two controllers sitting there and you could just play randomly. Uh-huh. That was like the prequel to that kind of, it was like there'd be some toys you could play with that I could never have, of course. But if they had given me and my brothers Rock'em Sock'em Robots, literal, my head would have flown off my body probably. Fun. Yeah. Um, back to the 90s stuff though. Uh, do you remember the, uh, the milk commercials? Hell yeah. When they were pushing milk on us? Well, yeah. I honestly, I think right now I drink more milk than anybody I know. I, I drink, don't drink milk, milk at all. I drink milk just about every single day. Weird. Why? Milk's weird. No, it's not. Yeah, it's good for you. Have you ever suckled uh, off oh of my anything? God. <laughs> no. I mean, I yes. did win a blue ribbon for milking a goat. 
You milked a goat? At a county fair. Nice. Uh-huh. I've, I've milked cows before. That's hot. Of course. Uh, With you your won, mouth, right? You won a, no, wait, wait. <laughs> I have to go back. You won a blue ribbon. Uh-huh. How do you, like, was it, like, who could get the most milk? <laughs> I don't know. I just remember having the ribbon, and it said, go, I don't... <laughs> I am. <laughs> I'm telling you, I was a little boy, and my mom took me to the county fair, and I milked a goat, and they gave me a blue ribbon for milking a goat. I don't know if it's the fastest milking or the most milk milked or what. The most milk milked. Very yeah. eloquent. I, I, well, I didn't grow up on a farm like you. I don't know all the terminology. I picture in my mind it's like, you're like, yeah, I milked the goat, and I go on a blue ribbon, and it's like, no, your mom lent you to your neighbor, and you milked his goat. Oh, my God. Maybe that's why I like milk so much is because I have this blue ribbon that I always felt like I was. Well, you are wearing it right now. <laughs> it matches my uh, outfit. Yeah, your little sailor outfit that your mom dressed you up in this morning, too. Don't talk about my mommy like that. <laughs> um, no, yeah, those commercials are so funny. Like, it was like a person standing next to a mirror, like, talking to themselves, like, I know I'm just, you know, on JV volleyball now, but some I'm drinking milk, so I'm going to get tall. And someday, you know. Well, I remember I, there would be um, in, like, sports magazines or, like, just magazine, magazines in general, there would be the ones where it would be a famous athlete or an actor with a milk mustache. Oh. Remember those? Yeah, this was before – but that's the that, Got Milk campaign. The Got Milk campaign, but um, the milk does a body good. I remember the the one that sticks out to me the most is this one where this guy's like, he's like his arms are like inflating, like like muscle, like it's implying like he's just getting ripped, like he's just drinking some milk, and it's like milk does a body good. I mean, that's why I'm so ripped. Yeah, I do drink milk. Um, so I yeah, I was showing you um, the trailer for the new Child's Play. Oh yeah, let's then, come back around on this. Well, and then I was showing you, uh, you brought up the this kid's sister. My buddy. Yeah. Hey, what? Luke Skywalker, the voice of Chucky. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. He's a great voice actor. Yeah. He does a good job. Yeah. Um, you want to get into it? Oh, yeah. Well, this is the podcast where we get into it. We always get into something. <laughs> Each other. Uh, um, we're talking about. Uh, an anthology show called Monsters. This has been a long time coming. Uh, like I said, I remember watching one of the episodes of Monsters when I had like insomnia as a teenager. I remember watching reruns on uh, Sci-Fi Channel, and there was an episode that I thought we were actually watching when we were, I watched this episode. It was about a guy whose bed is a monster bed, and somehow they've made a 30-minute episode where the guy has a monster bed that he gets eaten by. That's interesting because um, as a kid growing up, the bed, your bed, always feels like the safe place. That's like, what you know, the hide under the covers, uh, you know, you'll be safe, that kind of thing. So it's an interesting take. Um, I think it's the same thing with uh, Child's Play. It's like you have, you have this little stuffed friend that's supposed to be comforting to you and kind of turns out that he's not. He's going to try to get you. I think that's always a fun way to go is take the familiar and safety and then kind of twist it a little bit. Mm, yeah, I agree. That, uh, that's interesting, though. Yeah, I, we've been talking about doing monsters on this show for a little bit, but every time I watched a monsters, I was like, this is too bad. We can't do this. And well, it doesn't. It, that's not going to change today. No, you actually chose this one. I did. Well, we did a Steve uh, Buscemi 
previous one. The boosh is loose. The boosh is loose. Um, and I saw that he was in it. Uh, it was kind of late night. I was like, you know what? Screw it. Let's go with this. I mean, he's a great actor. And the other episode we did with him, Forever Ambergris or Amber Hamburgers, whatever the fuck it was, uh, he elevated that episode for sure. Oh, totally. So, I mean. I mean, Roger Daltrey wasn't. Well, he was not bad, I guess. It would be funny if they had him, like, sing a song in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Going to Vamalara. Yeah. We won't get fooled again. Wow. Nice. Right. CSI. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so this is a episode, uh, do you have the episode number? Uh, I do. It is season two, episode 14. Yeah. This episode is called bed and boar. Mm-hmm. Boar is in pig. Yeah. I, uh, I guess this is a parody of the term bed and board. Yeah. Um, which I guess I'll, I'll talk about a little bit as we, uh, get into the episode. But, um, so since this is a new show, uh, we got to talk about the intro. Oh man. I loved it. Okay. Uh, yeah, so it comes into, uh, a family. The suburban home. Yep. Uh, we see, a f- like, it's a reverse shot from behind. We see a father sitting in an armchair. Yep. And we see, uh, a child laying on the floor watching television. Um, this well, always, is... They, they always were laying on the floor. This is, again, this reminded me of, remember when Miss Curie was talking about grinding on the floor yeah, watching I TV? the same thing, too. <laughs> um, but, and, so then, yeah, then a fucking cyclops enters the wife yeah the, the mom. mom she brings in a bowl of candy critters candy critters uh that's a re- direct rip off of creepy crawlers oh yeah. sure but you could eat them <laughs> wasn't there a version of creepy crawlers i think you there could was eat? yeah i think there was something like that um so we have this family of monsters yep and they're watching the show monsters this is like Humans watching the show called Humans, basically. They're like, Monsters on, my favorite show. Yeah. Just real quick. So if this is your favorite show, you you know when that's going to be on the air. Yeah. You don't Come accidentally on stumble onto it. No. Um, so the, the mother and the daughter are Cyclops. Yeah. But the dad looks like a, like a turd dressed up in clothes. Yeah. He's not the real dad. Well, he looks like... Oh no! So yeah, it, if he's if he's not the dad because the daughter shows no traits of looking like a turd. Turd, no. Uh, well, yeah. Besides just looking like a turd, he also has like an asparagus arm. Yeah, like it's like a weird. <laughs> Shout out to club foot yeah. <laughs> people out there. He's got a club hand. Um, but yeah, so if the father is a turd with clothes on and the mom and daughter are cyclops, I was like, does that mean all women in this world are cyclops or? Like we said, this is like the stepdad. Yeah. No, no, no. No, I think like she had a kid with someone else. The 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 milkman is a cyclops as well. He's a little cuckold clock going <laughs> on over here. <laughs> um. So yeah, they start watching monsters, and that's how the show uh, begins every time. In this uh, episode, uh, bed and board comes on the screen, and we start off at mom's motel. Mom's motel. Looks I don't, like shit. Yeah, it looks horrible. It's I, like missing letters off the sign. I had to stop it and go back and be like, okay, moms. Because uh, I didn't know if it was motel or hotel. This is definitely a motel situation. Th- yeah. Well, well, I mean, as we will see in a few seconds, um, this motel room is gigantic. It's fucking huge. I know. And then later on, he says it cost him like 27 bucks or something to rent this room. It's a big hotel. It's a big motel room. Uh, and we uh, are introduced to our main character, played by Steve Buscemi. I think he says his name is Mr. Dennis, but I'm pretty sure we're both just going to be calling him Buscemi all the time. 
no, I will be referring to him as John Dennis. Okay. Because that is his full name. Mr. John Dennis. Uh, well, he's in his shithole motel room, and you hear loud domestic fighting through the wall. I will say, big room, tiny beds. Oh, and thin walls, evidently. Yeah, they, they, yeah they're like, you know what? This room needs to be uh, half an inch bigger. Let's get smaller walls. Well, he's... Uh, what a, okay, so he's hearing terrible domestic abuse through the wall. Instead of being concerned at all, he's just pissed off about it. Yeah. He's trying to sleep, and he just hears some woman being smacked around, basically. Have you ever been in a, a hotel or a motel and heard some things from the room near yours? No. I, typically, whenever I'm in a hotel room, it's usually some place that's a little bit nicer, or I'm the one making the noise. Yeah. I've, I've heard it once. I was in uh, Watsonville. Okay. Down south, a little, little south of us. I know Watsonville. Yeah. Not much going on there besides produce. Uh, but yeah, we, uh, the, the girls dating at the time, we spent the night in a $50 hotel room. And she had never done that and did not realize what a $50 hotel room actually is like. Oh, yeah. And yeah, there was like some just like eight in the morning. There's a lot of rackets, like raucous and a lot Rockus of noise. and rollus. And rollus, yeah. It was, uh, it was interesting to say the least. We didn't do anything about it. No. Hope I hope she's okay. <laughs> <laughs> she's still at the motel. Yeah. Uh, so, what's his name again? John Dennis? He's, he's got two first names. Okay. I hate it. Well, that's... Uh, what do you think his middle name is? John, uh, and then John again, but different spelling, and then Dennis? John, John, Dennis? <laughs> John Mark Dennis. John Mark Dennis. Uh, yeah, so he calls down to the front desk, and this is one of the best parts of the whole episode. He asks for a new room. Yeah. And they're like, okay, but we do have to charge you a small linen service. Well, first he she goes, says, fuck that. Well, first she says, like, um, she's like, no, you can't. And he's like, are you kidding me? These are the only two rooms that in the are motel. in the motel that are, like, booked. And she's like, well, yeah, but, you know, we'd have to charge you a linen service. And he's like, well, I only used one cup. Mm-hmm. And we'd have to call the we'd have to call the lady in, to, the maid in to do the work. I'm like, how do you not have a maid on your motel open all 24-7? You have to have a maid on, like, always working. They can't even afford to keep the letters on their sign, dude. Yeah, like, that's true. <laughs> they don't, whatever the fuck's happening. Like, you know someone was murdered in that bed. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, the front desk does not care. Yeah, and because, I guess, because this is, uh, he's a traveling salesman, he can't accrue any excess expenses. Uh, so that's why he can't switch a room, but... Whatever the case is, it's basically like, yeah, he's fucked and he's got to hang out in this situation. Doesn't he, like, at this point, doesn't he pop in, like, some chewing gum? Yeah. And then he takes it out. I thought, I was like, okay, this has got to be a choice by the actor. Okay, so I didn't think that, but I thought, I'm like, oh, this is going to play into, this is going to be, like, a significant thing. Like, this is, like, a little foreshadowing of something that's going to happen because they really emphasize, like, him popping in some gum. Yeah, I wonder if it was because this was, like... A primetime show, and like at least the intro, it kind of alluded like, "Oh, Monsters is supposed to be a family kind of show." I wonder if they were like, "You can't smoke, so find another you know action to do." True. Oh, that's true. You know, but he does. He puts in the gum, chews it for about forty-five seconds, and then takes it out and throws it away. You know, if that had been uh, some bubble tape, I would totally have understood because yeah. that stuff lasted. Same with the zebra stripe gum. Oh, man. I loved that stuff. I mean, I think it was just appealing because of the color. Like, it had stripes on it. But, yeah, it was terrible. I, I think I, you know, I'm, I'm probably wrong. But I, if I recall, I think the zebra gum would come with, uh, you get, like, a rub-on tattoo. 
Yeah. I love that stuff. Clearly. Oh, man. Yeah. You, you actually, all your tattoos are Ravon, right? Not many people know that about me, but yeah. I have a, my fruit stripe gum budget is through the goddamn roof trying yep. to put these on every day. That's why we, that's why our podcast is so bad. <laughs> all our budget goes to John's, uh, gum. Rub-on tattoos. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they, uh, he gets some help from the front desk and then he gets a phone call. Oh yeah. So the after phone- he bangs on the wall. Yeah, he's, like, banging on the wall with his shoe, talking shit. Like, he, this noise coming through the wall is driving him bonkers. Uh, the phone call is a dude, like, a gruff voice, and he's like, is this the guy sticking his snout where it doesn't belong? First reference. A second one, actually, because the first one, when they you hear the domestic writing through the wall, the woman calls the guy a pig. Oh, yeah, you're right. So how about this? We only really need one drinking game rule for this episode. Pig reference. Every time there's a pig reference, take a drink. And uh, that's it. Yeah, make it a small sip, dude, because yeah. it's constant. Mm-hmm. Um, so he goes, is this guy sticking his snout where it doesn't belong? And he goes, let me give you some advice. Leave now while you still can. And doesn't he, say, he says something about Don Leon. He's like, oh, I could be wrong again, but he's like, you don't want to mess with Don Leon. And uh, I'm not going to let you call the cops because if... No, he says like he's like you can't call the cops because there's your your phone doesn't go to the outside world. It's no, no, no. only it, a, what for the motel. Well, yeah, no, no, no. If if one person's on the line, it's like an old school phone thing. Then you can't do an outside call. So like if he just leaves the phone uh, open, like off the like uh, just on, he can't call the cops. So does that mean that anybody in this motel just has to accidentally leave the phone off the hook and then you can't call anybody? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> just just making sure. Like, I wasn't sure what the hell was happening. I think they were just trying to establish, like, he cannot call the cops even though he wants to. There, There is a term for that. And, um, man, my mom worked for the phone company way back in the day, like, in, the, in like, the late 70s. And so she, she told was, me- was she a switchboard operator? No, no. She, like... Uh, was like one climbing the poles and doing that. Nice. Like she was on the cover of a magazine because she, she was one of the first uh, women to have this job. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, wherever you are, uh, Miss O, uh, we salute you. Actually, it's Miss B now. Okay. Miss B O. Uh, wherever you are, <laughs> she's stinking couple, things up. A couple miles from us. I can smell her in from now. Uh, yeah. Shout out to moms. Shout out to moms. Uh, she, my mom put me in this little sailor suit. Yeah. Um, As you milk the goat. Yeah. Uh, while my mom watched. So uh, we can't dial out. Uh, we hear the car, a car drive away from the outside of the hotel room. Because this is all just one set piece, you know. This is, a, yeah, the, this entire episode takes place in one uh, one room. Yeah. Clearly they had a budget and they only spent it on one thing. I don't think they had a budget. I mean, for the makeup and then for the wall that gets chopped through, that's about it. That was their budget. Their budget was like 200 bucks. Yeah. Um, So we hear the car drive away, and then uh, outside we hear the voiceover from the person who was being slapped around in the other room, and she's like, you meant to splash me, you swine. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) It's like the dude drives away and then just deliberately is like, like drives into a puddle and splashes this chick. Um, Cause it also, it is raining outside. Yeah, that's true. So this is when we have Bashemi speaking into his recorder, recording his travel expenses. Uh, and this, yeah, he says the room's $29. So it is a shithole and he does hear a bunch of domestic abuse, but for $29, what do you expect, dude? Yeah, that's a, uh, yeah, 
You should know better. And also, like, you work in, you sell silverware. Flatware. Flatware. I, I wrote that down. I was like, flatware? I think that was an older term because, wait a minute. I thought flatware was like, yeah, it's utensils that are not silver. But he does have silverware. Why not just say silverware? I don't know. I, I'm not, I don't know. <laughs> Um, so you're recording their expense, expense report and then she comes a knocking. Yes. And he lets her in. The woman, the woman who was crying through the door is basically, she's afraid of her husband returning and she wants to come in because this is the only other dude at the motel. Yeah. And she wants to call the cops. Well, she wants to tell the manager of the hotel, but, but the manager <laughs> hates women and she is a woman or at oh. least the front desk is. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh the front desk is mom. You think it's mom? Yeah, it's got to be mom. Hey, uh, not shout out to this mom. No. She's a, she would be. Deadbeat mom. Yeah, deadbeat mom. Deadbeat mom's, dead meat. Deadbeat well, yeah, mom's motel. Because deadbeat dad would be a, a minced meat mom. Mmm. <laughs> Delicious. Yeah. I'm hungry. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was so funny that the manager hates women. Um, and then she comes in and. Locks all the bolts. Yeah. I would be so scared if I was that, if so, I was Stevie B. So the first time, oh, I liked Stevie B. Let's do that. Let's call him Stevie B. Um, but this is funny. So we finally have our reveal to open the door, and we see a very mediocre-looking woman in a very, very modest, mediocre. very modest, non-revealing nightgown. And Buscemi but, but is like, his jaw drops. Yeah. Uh the woman in this episode, the love interest, is not attractive. Uh, I mean, she's average. I don't know. I don't want to, like, you know, shame anybody, but I just thought that for the role she was playing, they should have found someone a little more... Well, I mean, all the budget went to Stevie B. Okay. You're right. Okay, that's where most of the budget Enter went. And to the pig outfit, eventually. Maybe. And to the monster outfit later. Mm. Uh, so the woman comes in. Uh, she opens the door. Oh, you know who I thought the actress looked like was, you know, in the movie Superbad, Michael Sarah's love interest, Becca. Um, oh, whatever. I thought she looked like her. Um, so the woman's name is Sue Weatherby. Sue Weatherby. Yep. Uh, she's like, hey, I'm soaking wet. Let me grab a towel. Well, that's when we find out he's a flatware salesman as well, yes, too. Yes. Okay. This is where the episode drops off of a cliff. So she's like, can I have a towel? Oh, yeah, he goes and gets one. This is true, though. He gets this, like, little $27 hotel room towel. Uh-huh. Very small. <laughs> Not going to absorb anything. <laughs> and she talks shit about it, too. Yeah, and she asks for if she can use uh, basically the blanket on one of the beds. Mm -hmm. I didn't know there was two beds in the room at this point. Me either. they'd only shown one. Yeah. And I thought we have some continuity coming up in a little bit where they show her wrapped up in... The blanket, and then the blanket's still in the bed they're sitting on. I thought that was a sheet. Wait, the the orange sheet? Well, there's an orange bedding. No, I went back and looked okay. before, like, I got, you know, the first time I watched it, the, the, I went back and looked, and when she takes the blanket off of the bed, it's it's white sheets underneath, but then they show her and him lying on um, the bed with an orange blanket below them. So I was like, fucking continuity. But then they show there's two beds in the room and this gigantic room the size of my fucking apartment, basically. Well, okay, so this is, 
I'm going to sound like an idiot, um, but okay, I'll say it anyway. So when I saw the title Bed and Boar, I was like, okay, Bed and Boar. I didn't know that it was a parody of Bed and Board, but then I was watching it. I was like, okay, so the other dude, the monster, he's going to be a pig monster because they keep talking about pigs. And I was like, is she supposed to be a bed? Because she's wrapped in a bed. <laughs> she is. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> so, so like, funny. So it's like the bed and boar are the two characters through the wall. <laughs> I was like, I was because I was like, why is she <laughs> dressing in a bed sheet? Wouldn't they agree at the end that she, <laughs> she turns into a bed? bed. Yeah. <laughs> and then like her, she's one of the characters from fucking Beauty and the Beast. Oh, she didn't have very... You know, awesome pillows, I'll say that. Uh, John just made the boob gesture. Uh-huh. Like chest meat. Maybe she should be drinking some more milk. Yeah. Milk's not done that body good, apparently. According to John, according to me, you know, to me, she was okay. All right. Uh, Everyone can look however they want. Maybe she's drinking some pig milk. Um, I like uh, I like the way she's, like, grabbing at her clothes. Right? Like, she's, like... Immediately starts taking off her clothes. Because her nightgown is, like, wet. <clears throat> Uh, but, uh, Buscemi lies about being divorced. She's like, well, my husband, he's a real boar or some shit like that or a pig or something. And well, then, yeah, she said something like that. And, and I wrote down, we know what a pig is, sweetheart. <laughs> yeah, we get it. Like she like has to really emphasize like how gross a pig is to, uh, to some people, not to me. Um, it's like, didn't yeah. you know that pigs wallow in filth and eat garbage? It's like, yeah, every- yeah, of course. Oh, I thought a pig was a smart little. Well, they are smart. I thought a pig uh, had feathers and stinger. Yeah, <laughs> didn't they uh, fly? Um, but yeah, he removes his ring, and then she reveals he, he that he says he's divorced. So he tries yeah. to trick her. Little, yeah, he gives a little behind the back action, put, pulls that ring off, and uh, she reveals that she's had three husbands. Oof. Uh, I was like, oh damn. Yeah, that's a red flag for sure. Yeah. Um, so she's like, yeah, now that I'm like out of this wet clothes and I'm I'm doing okay, I want to call the police. And this is when I was like, what the fuck? I thought they couldn't call the police, but I guess that's really not an issue. Yeah, well, I mean, she might have um, hung the phone back up so then they can do an outside call. Well, also, the police also don't like women. No, Just like mom. They're like, they don't want to talk to a hysterical woman. No. And then Bushimi's like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, doesn't she say something like, Pork, porky oink link or something like that. Oh my god, probably. You don't you don't remember that? No. What the fuck is a porky oink link? I'm talking about his finger, I believe. <laughs> Wait, or his dick. <laughs> I don't know about that. This it, it absolutely okay. Absolutely I'll take your word for it. Like yeah. so. We were talking earlier about we had to change the day we recorded. Yep. Neither of us wanted to rewatch this episode today no. before the recording. Okay, we're like, yeah. fuck so, this. Yeah, you. I slept in because I stayed up late last night. And I missed a couple calls from you, and you're like, oh, I'll give you an hour, and then we'll go record. And I woke up, and the first thing I tried to do was like, all right, let me rewatch to just get fresh. And I started, and I'm not lying, I made it 45 seconds in, and I was like, after intro, I'm like, nope. This episode was the hardest episode I've ever had to take notes for, because I literally would like watch it, and then pause it, and write a note, and then be like... I got to give a couple minutes before going back. Like, I, I stretched this 30-minute episode into probably an hour. I think Stevie B made this one a little better um, just because I like him a lot. But, no, I, I wouldn't say this is the worst one. We, we've done a couple that— I'm just saying, as far as me taking my notes, this was the hardest one for me to take notes for. That's true. Okay. I mean, maybe. So yeah. I'll take your word for about the 
pig fingers or whatever the fuck she said. Uh, uh, Porky Oink Link. <laughs> Um, that was my nickname in high school. Yeah. Is that what you called your dick? <laughs> when you're having sex with someone, you're like, you like that porky link link? But then I would get too hungry and have to excuse myself. Yeah. Uh, so Buscemi says she can stay. And then immediately she's like, you got any booze? Oh, this is great. So yes, Stevie B's got a bottle of whiskey inside of his traveling salesman trunk. And why is that? <laughs> So, so he can lube up the potential clients with booze so they'll buy more silverware? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly why. Uh, it happened to me the other week. He's I like, understand. I also keep a little bag of Coke in here, like yeah. all kinds of stuff to make people... Cigarettes. <laughs> some, uh, I don't, did they use condoms back then? I don't know if they did. No. No. Not no in way. the 90s. No. Uh, That's so 89. They not, used them in the 80s, not in the 90s. Uh, yeah. Back in the 2000s. <laughs> Uh, so Bashimi's got his whiskey. Um, she's drying out her wet nightgown on, on the radiator and like she drapes, okay. she drapes over the radiator and then like steam comes off it. Um, okay, wait, we have to go back. Okay. There is a part w- right when he's like pouring the, the whiskey for it, he goes in the bathroom to get the glass. Yes. It looked like he pulled a pill out or something. Out of his trunk? Like, no, it looked like you put a pill in her drink. I swear to God. I'm not making this up. I watched this like three times. He's like, this chick's too much of a babe. No way I could get her without, you know, slipping her a, you know, date rape drug. A date rape drug. Um, And then I loved how she had her drink was a whiskey with a splash of water, no ice. Yeah. That was like a little joke trying to be like, oh, she's like, oh, I don't drink very much, but this is how I want it. Yeah. No, she was in there. And then uh, she starts to undress when he's out there. And that's when the scene that you talked about is when she throws her her wet nightgown onto the radiator. And that thing throws so much steam off that I'm like, this thing's going to catch on fire in mm, 30 seconds. Yeah. It's like, you might not know this, but uh, Stevie B likes to keep his room like 120 (sighs) degrees. Yeah. It was, uh, I don't know. It was just, it was a lot. It was silly. It was a bit much. And then he apologized, or he's like, I'm sorry if I got you in more trouble when I was banging on the wall. And he's like, no, she says, no, it was, um, you know, that startled him and kind of like got him a little shook and he took off. Well, she like, also says he left to go eat food. Hey, I don't blame him. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing tires you out like slapping around your lady. I, I wrote, I was like, um, he was just hangry. You yeah. know, he was also horngry. Horngry. Hor- yep. Horny, angry, mm-hmm. and hungry. Yep. Horngry. Yeah. Um, but, uh. I'm, I just was like, don't lay it on the heater. Don't do it. Like, hang it above there. Yeah, especially if you're drinking. Irresponsible. Yeah, well, I mean, there was not much responsibility in this entire episode. No. This is when we got the uh, husband. You hear him drive back up in his car um, outside. The light's coming up. And then she starts freaking out. She's like, oh, no, he's back. Um, and she goes over the door and kind of, like, opens it a crack. So it's got, like, one of those latch chains. And she opens up a little bit. Do you remember what she called him at one point right during this part? An oinky pig nope. link? Or uh, she called him Swill, a walking garbage can. Yeah, well. I like that. That's because you are a walking garbage yeah. can. Yeah. I mean, I'm not walking is on a good day. That's why we call you Tommy Trash. Yeah. And you're Johnny Junk. Yeah, well, junk is more of a, you know, you could go to a junk store and find something old antique. Wait, wait. There's but a, a junk store? Yeah, you know, you can go find Junk s- store. I'm just saying junk and trash. You know, know, I'd rather have junk. They call me Johnny Junk because I'm always shooting heroin. I don't know, but getting trash is kind of too kind of cool. 
getting trashed is cool. Yeah. Especially if responsibly. You're, yeah. Well, if you're drinking to this episode, you're definitely getting trashed. Well, she also okay. There's a little thing she says that at the end comes back into play where she says, I used to have some sort of power over him. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and then he 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 comes back and he, he's so he like, sticks I'm his, gonna smell you out. He can hear her, he, he can, can smell, smell in there. that she is in Buscemi's room. Um and then he like so she opens the door a crack and he he reaches in and then we see like a, a claw like a hoof. He's got pig hands, and then this is a reveal where he's a pig monster. He's a pig man. This is the biggest uh, chain lock on a door of all time, by the yeah, way. Yeah, one of those chain locks that's, what, two feet long? Where you could like, easily, you easily could let yourself You could push it open in. six inches and pull the whole thing out. And, I mean, I mean, that's just there to be able to reveal the monster. And uh, what do you think of that costume? Well, so he really is, a like, a man pig. Like, I would say... Half man, half pig. It's probably the ratio. Um, but it kind of reminded me of the way a werewolf would be like a humanoid man size, but also with like the head and like parts of a wolf. What do you think his dick looked like? <laughs> he probably if, has a big hog. He's got a big old hog down there. Yeah. Well, that's why she's sticking with him. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. The reason she says she stays with him is because he... He owns a farm on the edge of town. So she lives on a farm with this dude um, because, well, we'll get to it. But um, we still, he throws his hand in. Buscemi breaks the whiskey bottle that he had been holding and starts stabbing this dude's arm. Good. Which is pretty heroic. I mean, yeah. I'm surprised. Um, and then here comes the scam, basically. Yeah, she says she she's only with this dude well, she says he changed. He used to be normal, but now he's a pig. And she says she only stayed with him because he's got acres of land, which is worth money. And her plan, she wants to kill him and then run away to Australia, which, by the way, is the reason why I'm going when I kill you. I, I wrote down Australia. Yeah. So, John, what are you doing with that whiskey bottle over there? I don't know. Uh, if you maybe you notice your features are becoming a little more pig-like. I mean, they already were. <laughs> You're like, I am wallowing in my own filth as we speak. Uh, but yeah, so she's, she's like, oh, and you're going to help me out. Thanks so much for, for stabbing this dude's arm. And she starts putting the moves on Buscemi. And she she, call- she says he's smart. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, I am smart. Yeah. Well, it's okay. So I also thought it was really funny. So she calls him a white knight. Just as she lifts up his shirt and you see his white ass belly. Yeah. I was like, did you call him a white knight because he's so pale? How old was he in this? I don't know. I'm sure a very cursory Google search could tell us that information. Um, but I'm not sure. So they fuck, right? Because they cut away from them. They're like, they're like making out, and then it cuts away. And when they cut back, they're laying in bed together. Uh, and what is DVB doing with that bed? He's, he's hogging that whole thing. Yeah, he's being a hog. Uh, but So he's wearing underwear, a T-shirt, and a sh- his collared shirt over that. Okay. So... You can criticize this. This is what I think he did. Because he doesn't... He okay. slept with her. He fucked her while he's still wearing his two shirts. Okay. He only took off his bottoms. He, he was porky pigging it. He was porky pigging. Wait, no, no, no. Porky no, no, pig no. Wear, I don't know. A shirt. So this is what he did. He... The episode starts with him being upset about the a loud neighbor. Mm-hmm. A loud next door neighbor. The racket. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he... When he fucked her, he just pulled his dick through the, the front hole of his... Of the boxers... <laughs> Because if you've ever had sex with someone before like that, 
it creates less noise when there's no less, there's no skin on skin. It's a little bit of fabric in between. So he was just being courteous because he knows how much he hated the loud noise next door. And maybe someone actually decided to go into another of those uh, hotel motel rooms. He goes, "Hey, if it's the '80s, I can't afford any uh, condoms. I'm just gonna, you know, stick my dick through the hole. That's like safe sex, right?" Yeah, right. That's it, how it works. Protection. It's like uh, when you play tag as a kid, electricity. You know, like. But he did. For sure, leave two shirts on while he's having sex with Yeah, him. well, again, that, that helps because, I mean, you got some coverage. You don't, want, you don't want any skin on skin. It's going to be loud. Well, she they're sleeping in bed together, which, again, I, so they have to have fucked, especially if there's two beds in this hotel room. So remember how uh, Steve Buscemi was all like, oh, I am smart. And now he goes, hey, you know what? After you, after we pretty much kill your husband and he leaves you the property we should put it in my name in case they try to take it from you yeah because i'm like man you're 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 going a little too heavy on that you gotta you gotta slow your roll yeah so i think it's basically led to believe that he's going to scam her right oh uh, absolutely yeah he thinks he's outplaying it um uh and then uh she talks about finding she's like what about your wife yeah she finds his ring and he goes like well, I wasn't going to say anything, but then when I saw you, you just made my wife look like shit. And I'm like, damn, how busted is his wife? Yeah. Like, if he thinks that this chick is, he's willing to sacrifice his whole marriage and maybe kids, who knows? Yeah. He's throwing his whole life away for the pre- the, the promise of money and being with this mediocre. Yeah, this is, uh, this is also when I realized there was two beds in the room, which I swear was not the case before. I, I'm also too... Is that a twin or is that a single? That is the smallest fucking bed. Like, they look so uncomfortable. Like, his legs are sticking out, like, on the side and on the bottom of the bed. I lived with a girlfriend, and we, uh, well, we, we weren't living together, but we stayed there every night, and we, we, she had, uh, a twin, and that shit is tiny. Yeah. It, you get no yeah, when separation I was, from the person. When I was in my 20s, I remember trying to share a twin with a, my girlfriend at the time. It was nightmare. Awful. I had nightmares because yeah. my body was so uncomfortable. Yeah. I remember just like waking up and being like, I'm just lying like a fucking mummy, literally like my arms on my opposite shoulder, my hands on my opposite shoulders and stuff like that. Sleep like an Egyptian. Ooh, Egyptian cotton sheets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Got to get that 1500 count, baby. Yeah. Uh, so this is uh, Steve Buscemi. He goes, what does he say? Oh, yeah. So Steve the acting Bu- in this part is awful. Yeah. Steve Buscemi goes... Hey, guess what? Now that we're going to be rich, I don't need to be a traveling salesman anymore. So he opens up his little trunk of, of flatware and he goes, it's all yours. And she's like not stoked about it. Yeah. No, she doesn't like silver. She, yeah. Which never comes back. Nope. She's just like, I don't like silver. It's the same thing as the chewing gum. <laughs> it's a, well, wouldn't it have been great if he opened up his, <laughs> uh, his briefcase and it was just all booze. <laughs> he's like, no, nah, I'm just a drunk. <laughs> yeah, he's I'm like, on the, I'm on the lamb. Yeah, he's just, just like losing his mind, recording his actions and yeah. his spending. Well, this is when um, Steve Buscemi starts kissing on her and uh, her pig husband. Uh, he's wearing black socks, by the way. What does that mean? He like he fucked her with his socks on. Oh, of course. I mean, if he's pulling his dick through the fly of his underwear, he's for sure leaving his socks on. Yeah, and they're like you know shin high too, which is funny. Yeah, that is definitely old school sock. Um, but yeah, the the pig man husband starts chopping through the wall. He pulls an uh, 
here's Johnny, like from The Shining, but instead of saying, here's Johnny, he goes, I'm going to kill you, bitch. Well, okay, uh, Vitch, by the way. They think he's saying Vitch, but it's something else. He thinks, they, it sounds like he's saying bitch. Um, well, he also says, uh, Stevie B says that he likes uh, the smell, the taste of, of the of, woman, of her better. Oh, God. And uh, it Ew. makes him so hungry all the time. So you start, you're starting to see what is going to happen here. Uh, and so this guy just comes banging through the wall here, which is one of the funniest things I think in the episode is just like how that it's great because like walls are so damn thin. It looks like a lot of fun. I'd love to chop through a wall like to that. Do that? Yeah. Want to do it right now? <laughs> all right, we're back. We just banged through the wall of the studio. Yeah, wasn't that hard? No. This, uh, how much do you pay rent here? $29? Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot, though. Hang on. Let me record my expense report. Uh, $2 for cat food. <laughs> so, yeah. Buscemi freaks out. The, there's a fucking monster pigman coming through the wall. So, Sue, the, the love interest, she starts speaking in tongues, like, a, like another language. It's basically, she's like casting a spell, basically. And, uh, Steve Buscemi stabs him with uh, a silver knife uh, from his flatware kit. Yep. Um, the one that he, like, put up to her neck briefly. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. Well, of course she's not going to like silver if you're, like, holding it to her neck. Yeah. Like, there's so many red flags on both their sides. No one was likable. <laughs> Everyone was a, a big monster, whether they were in that makeup or not. But it sounds like he is saying, like, Vitch. Well, I, I thought it was bitch, but I mean, what do I know? Um, the pig man dies. Um, uh, Buscemi freaks out about murder. Like, he's like, oh, my God, I can't believe I murdered this horrible monster. Yeah, and uh, she just throws her hands up, like, shrugs, is like, meh. Well, I mean, okay, so wasn't this the whole point? Weren't you saying, I'm going to kill your husband anyway before you knew he was a pig man? So this is the exact same thing as before. You're like, what? We're following well, the plan, but now it's— I think it— when. To his credit, when it actually happens, it's going to be a little more. It's going to be different than when you know just talking about it. It's the the act is actually happening. It was self defense. There was it, yeah, there exactly. Was a, a monster chopping through the goddamn. You, you wall. literally could be like the cops would walk in and you'd be like, "Yeah, you you see that hole in the wall <laughs> where the impact is from the other side, from the other room." And uh, no, that was him being the aggressor. I'm just defending myself. The cops go. Actually, this kind of thing happens all the time at Mom's Motel. Mom's Motel. Oh, every, no. every other room has holes, holes in the, in the wall. wall. That's yeah. why these are the only two rooms left. I was <laughs> going to say that. You can just run through every single room and through all these holes. Um, so this is when all of a sudden uh, Stevie B realizes that the pig man was not saying the word bitch. He was saying the word witch. Witch. Um, which is kind of a fun little twist where you're like, oh, the monster of this story is a pig man, but... She's the monster. It's the old, yeah, the old uh, switcheroo. Switcheroo. Um, so at this point, she starts singing in the weird language again, and she starts, like, massaging his face. And um, she gets him to bring the, the the dead body of her husband outside somewhere into the back of a truck. Uh, and then he comes back up, and he's, like, covered in mud. I was, like, I was splashing around in the mud. He was, like, I found this mud puddle, and I just had to jump inside of it and so you the narrative is that like he's uh he's on his way to becoming a pig himself Man. and it's like why if you're this witch and you had this problem before with your previous husband being a pig person 
Three, three husbands. Three of them. Why are you still? Why are you still doing this? Well, here's a question for Make you. Make him into a fucking like a sexy fucking man. <laughs> yeah, because CBB. I mean, like I was saying before, he looks like somebody who cast a spell on him and turned him into a fish man. He already had one. Um, but also, just just real quick. What's the what does she get out of turning him into a pig? He doesn't own any property. She's not okay. married to him. There's no money. Let's save these things for our final thoughts. Okay. Um, so yeah. By the way, when so Steve Buscemi comes back and he kind of has half pig makeup. Yeah. Like his nose is starting to turn a little bit. Um, he she, re- she puts his ring on too. He reminded me of the actor um, Michael Shannon, who played Zod in the most recent Superman reboot. No, I never saw it. Just type it in there real quick. Oh, yeah. He's great. He was in uh, Boardwalk Empire. Yeah. Michael Shannon was also in... um, He was in a bunch of stuff. Uh, Good actor. Not great in that Superman. Not great looking. Uh, And I guess that's the whole point. I'm like, so you got Steve Buscemi, already not a classically attractive man, wearing half pig makeup, and now you look like this other actor. Oh, right. He was in Revolutionary Road. That's what I... Yeah. So that's the way the episode ends. Now Buscemi's turning into a pig. Yeah. And we have the fun uh, still shot uh, end credits, too. Yeah. I always think it's funny when it's like like the whole cast is like laughing and then freeze frame and then the- Bam. Yeah. That's a very um, uh, Family Matters way to end the episode. Um, I have no- Trivia at all. I, I'm not surprised. Like I couldn't I get- find shit. And- uh, I didn't want to almost at the no. same time. Um, You're like, I, I could have looked up some pig facts, but I think we've learned enough about pigs from this episode. All I'll say is that uh, Buscemi was 32 during the film. He was born in 57, so 89. Yeah, he would have been 32-ish during this, which makes me sad because that's how old I am. And uh, I'm well, older than you are. I know, but... Yeah, so I should feel more ashamed. Yeah, no, no, because we both almost like younger than him. We're more attractive than he is. Yeah, but that that doesn't mean anything. You can be as unattractive or attractive as as you can be. Well, the thing is, he's so damn charismatic. You know, holding knives to people's faces and hitting shoes against the wall. His hairline is crazy. I'm surprised. Well, yeah, no, it is crazy. I found his hairline a little distracting, to be honest. Yeah, hairline best plot in the the whole episode. Wouldn't have been great if it like just like kept like changing, coming back. Did the pig man have hair? He had like a little. He I, had like I a little, he had, like, tusks. A, like an afro. I thought. No, afro. I'm sorry. A, a, a mohawk. Oh yeah, he like, did have a mohawk. You know what he reminded me of is like Rocksteady. Rocksteady. Hey, Bebop. Wait, yeah, Rocksteady. One of them. I think Bebop was the pig. The warthog man. was Bebop. I think. Yeah. So what was the other one? A rhino. A rhino. Rocksteady. That sounds yeah. right. Because rhinos and rocks. Yeah. They're go, they go together. A tusk is like a rock growing a tusk out of your is face. like a rock. Yeah, that's true, actually. Mm-hmm. Bebop and Rocksteady are two fictional characters in the 1987 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles animated television series. New York, uh, what? Yeah, Rocksteady is the rhino. Bebop's got the cool purple fucking mohawk. By the way, Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze. Real, real mist. No, it doesn't suck. That was a fucking great movie. But Toka mm-hmm. and Razar are the mutants that they create instead There's, of Bebop and Rocksteady. You that know was why a missed that movie opportunity. Sucks is because uh, at the time the first one came out and was very dark yeah. and very violent. That's and why I, I didn't like it as much as a kid. This one was more silly. It had more monsters, more ooze. Ugh, kids love ooze. Nope. 
they didn't use the uh, so like like Moms of America basically came out and like protested, being like, our kids love TMNT and the violence that you showed in these movies and the and the the cool Foot Clan mm-hmm. layout, like that stuff's not good for kids. So they had to come out with like a very soft version of this movie. That's why that that one sucks, man. I love it. Ugh. I think it's leaps and bounds better than the first you just one. liked it because you love Vanilla Ice. I do love Vanilla Ice. What? I mean, I did. <laughs> you still do? Oh my god! No, that movie is is not great. And I, I, I agree to a, disagree. I used to have their underwear. I had so many fucking Ninja Turtles toys. You don't even understand. I went as a Ninja Turtle. I went as Leonardo for. I went four multi- years in a row. I went multiple years as, as Ninja Turtles as well. My mom made uh uh she used a big metal bowl like you know like the ones when we used to work together like the big mixing bowls. Uh huh. She used one of those and she paper mache a shell and put in straps. I used a trash can lid. Trash can lid? A plastic lid of hey, a trash can. Whoa, trash is my thing. Okay. <laughs> you use the all ju- right, use all a right. junk can lid. Let's get it. Okay. okay. And enough of this. Here we go. Um, so yeah, I had nothing really to add to this. Uh, I'd love to get into some creepy crawlers though. All right, let's do it. Creepy crawlers. Ooh, I like that. Uh, I'll go first. Okay. All right. This was not great. What? (laughs) Jaw Um, dropped, man. What a shocker. After watching the whole episode the first time, and then a second time, and a third time, and then bailing on it on the fourth time. Uh, I was like, okay, this lady is a witch. Yes. Who can just command people at her own will. What what role does... Why is Steve Buscemi even involved in the story? If she can just... If she is a witch, can she can just, like, you know, witch people. Uh-huh. Why is she having a problem with her husband who she turned into a pig? Maybe that's the only thing she can do. Wh- well, that's that's the whole thing. It's like it's just it's stupid. It's like wh- why do, why does this need to happen? Why why does he what he plays no part in the story that should make any difference? All he does is let her in, in his room. Uh-huh. Uh huh. A little stabby. I guess that's a little thing. Well, do you think that uh, sh- she would have followed through and like ran away with him if he hadn't been like, "We'll put it in my name." I don't know. I mean, that the whole thing is just it's it's a thirty. It's twenty two minutes of nothing. And I blame myself for doing this. I did think Stevie B did an okay job. Uh, no, I don't know. Even then, sometimes he's just like is delivering lines where it, it doesn't make any impact. I thought he was a lot better than the other uh, Tales from the Crypt. He was way better. Mm-hmm. Kidding me? Um, I, I'm going to give this one uh, a four out of ten. I don't think I'd show this to someone else. Okay. That's my threshold is if it's five plus – I would show it to someone who's not like, you know, you or me. But below that, no. This is a four. The only fun parts are, I'll say the smashing of the wall was cool. The pig costume was pretty cool. And uh, Stevie B made up for the rest of it. Four out of ten creepy crawlers from me. Okay. Uh, yeah, again, I'll, I'll, I'll second that. The, what the, my favorite part of this was... The monster, obviously. It's called Monsters. If you don't have a monster, I would be disappointed. But I also thought that the switcheroo of having the monster be a witch was kind of interesting. But again, who gives a fuck about a witch? I want creatures. I want makeup. Um, uh, Wait, wait a second. So was that husband really slapping her around through the wall? That's what I'm saying is like if she's this witch who can just 
command someone at any moment with some sort of a chance. Uh-huh. Why is she getting banged up by some some fucking pig dude? Also, if they if she lives in town, why is she staying at this motel? I, that's <laughs> yeah. He should have been a traveling salesman. Goes to their farm. Yeah. Again, it, they they would have had to have more than just one set. Yeah. True. Yeah, he should have gone to their farm, but go, try to sell them some flatware. And while they were there, she saw an opportunity to get out of an abusive relationship. And uh, maybe the dude would have just turned into a pig when he was angry, like a Hulk situation. Yeah, that would have been cool, too. And, like, if um, at the end when the big reveal happens, like, it pans around to see, like, there's a whole pen full of pigs. Ooh. And you're like, oh. Or there's just. Three other pigs, because she's been married three times before. And she's a wolf. She's a, a wolf lady. Three a little wolf, pigs. A big bad wolf. A wolf of Wolf Street. The wolf. No, yeah, no, I think that'd be, I mean, we're, we just wrote a better, yeah, in our dumb ass selves, we just made a better episode than this. Yeah, in 10 seconds. Um, but yeah, Monsters, that's the whole problem with this show is that it's not a great show. Uh, but we are committed to doing anthology shows in the 80s and 90s, and this was uh, one of our obligations. I'm glad Steve Buscemi was in it. Um, I think he elevated it a little bit, um, but it was not fun. It was a slog. Um, I'll give it a 3.5 Creepy Crawlers. Okay, very, uh, that, that's a very good score. I mean, what are you going to do? No, nothing. Like, I mean, it, without him, this is a, a one I told you I watched this episode. The first time I watched it, I was like, "Yow!" I got to get that taste out of my mouth. And I was like, put on some Game of Thrones to a, it's a little palate cleanser. Yeah. No, I, I wish I, yeah, I, I should have done the same thing. Which only made the awfulness of this episode stand out even further. After going back to it? Uh, no, after watching a good show. No, and like, yeah. And yeah. you're like, what the fuck? No, no. It was, it was, the plot was dumb. Uh, one one set can be kind of cool. It reminds me of like a play. Yeah. But this was not executed well. Yeah. Yeah, well. Uh, That's monsters, baby. Yeah. We hope we don't have to have uh, this bad of one. But maybe the next one we can look up like a better one. Hey, man. I'm just, yeah. I well, saw Stevie B in there and I said, why not? We are on a little bit of a Stevie B kick. So. Yeah. We love Stevie B. The boosh is loose. Boosh is loose. Um. Uh, yeah, so um, if you want to reach out to us, uh, feel free to go on Twitter. We're at Short and Spooky. Yeah, I've been getting us some followers, trying to tweet some stuff out. Um, and then uh, we can be reached at Gmail. That's true. Our Gmail address is shortandspooky at gmail.com. Uh, ask us questions, reach out to us, give us suggestions, uh, no dick pics. Yeah, do you have a favorite episode of Monsters? Let us know. Maybe we uh, can revisit the show, but hit something that's, you know, maybe the uh, cream of the crop. Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, that's it for us from here today. We, uh, it's, God, it's the early afternoon still, so it's, it's a nice little time to head out and go out and get some sunlight. So, everybody take care. Take care of yourself. Take care of your skin if you're going to be hanging out in the sunlight. Drink milk. Drink milk. Yeah. Please do. Mm-hmm. The Dairy Council thanks you. Yep. Uh, it does the body good. Yeah, just check out my body. Yep. All right, guys. See you later. Bye. Stay spooky. Stay spooky.